Welcome to the Safe Haven Podcast. I'm your host, Amanda. The Safe Haven Podcast is a space for you to be real, raw, emotional, vulnerable, hilarious, and or completely carefree. This podcast offers a safe space for stories to be shared about the lights and darks, highs and lows of life in a judgment-free zone. Join me and my powerful guests as we dive into a variety of conversations and topics. Listen from where you are, as you are. Think, laugh, and cry along with us, whether you're in your car, in the kitchen, chasing your kids, running your business, caregiving for someone that you love, getting a mani-pedi, while you're in the hospital, a treatment center, sitting on the deck, on the dock, or out for a run. These weekly stories and messages will hit you right in the heart, fill up your cup, and recharge your spirits. Joining me today is Brandy Hewson, the CEO and founder of Y Products, and as a business consultant for marketing and market development, she is here to share her stories about entrepreneurship and some work-life balance. Thank you for joining me. I'm so happy that you're here. Thank you. This is exciting. Yeah, definitely. So when we're jumping into this today, I'd really like to start with, you know, um, we talked a bit about that those pivot points that we have in life. So mm-hmm. let's go back to why was high school such a pivot point in your life? Um... I think for me, I immediately, um, coming out of public school, I knew that I knew I wanted more. I always, I've, I've always been told that I'm never satisfied, but I knew that I really wanted more. And in order to have more, to be more of, to be my ultimate best self, Mm -hmm. I needed to surround myself with people who I thought, or I believed were better than me, people who had more than me that, were surrounded and supported more than me. Mm-hmm. Um, so going into high school, my first goal on, I set for myself on day one that I talked myself into was that I was going to walk into grade nine on day one and find those people, mm-hmm. find those girls, find that group. And I did mm-hmm. day one. And they're still your best. And they are still my besties they're still my support system I've definitely picked up a few incredible ones along the way that weren't part of that initial piece but but those girls are my ultimate backbone for sure yeah and you know having photographed Aaron's wedding last year and you know being a part of of that day and seeing the cohesion amongst you women was Mm -hmm. just so special yeah it's pretty incredible and you know we've had so much happen in our lives and and over the last you know 24 years basically Mm -hmm. um and some of them longer obviously before I entered in grade nine and forced my way into their little (laughs) their little group um but over the last 24 years, um, we have always, we're always still there. I mean, sometimes we may not see each other for six months, but we're a phone call away, a text away. We share the big things and no matter what you have, I know I have them and I know that I am never judged by them and mm-hmm. I am always inspired and in sport and supported by them. So yeah, it's pretty crazy. Most people don't have that mm-hmm. and don't have that with that many people. And yeah. I'm, that's probably my, my, one of the biggest things I'm the most grateful for is my, my friends for mm-hmm. sure. It's really beautiful. Yeah. Well, I know even with Erin, you went to university together. I did. Yeah. Let's talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Air is a huge part of my life. I, uh, I tell her this all the time. I don't, we say this to each other. I don't, I truly don't know what I would do without her. Um, 
yeah, so Erin and I um, decided to go to Guelph University. I kind of convinced her to do it, although I think I think the egg cowboy crowd might have helped that. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I don't dare. <laughs> um, but, yeah, um, so we decided to go to Guelph. I originally, um, originally applied um, to Guelph University for a child studies co-op program, which it was really difficult to get into, um, had to, you know, hit honors and, and all of that. And, you know, I got in there and then of course, Erin and I go down to cruise around the university, um, just before we were about to start school with our parents. And, um, that day we were sitting in the room and there was a piece of paper on the table that said criminal justice, public policy, and I picked up the piece of paper and said, I'm changing my program. And of course, Air's <laughs> like, what? And I, it was, I like literally walked out, walked up to the admissions table, changed my program, and that was it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so obviously still going to Guelph, but with a completely different program in mind. Totally. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so that was a four-year program? It was, yeah. And I, I actually, um, I shopped, I stopped a bit short three years, three and a half years in. I have three credits left. No way. Yeah. Three credits shy. Yeah. Oh gosh. Yeah. Okay, so then ending like what what were your summers like through at university? Where were you working? Yeah, so all through um <clears throat> I moved out, um I left my parents' house when I was sixteen, mm-hmm. um, so that I could work at one of the local resorts here. Um, and I lived just down the road because I couldn't get to and from the Wigamog living in Minden. Um, so I had to walk to work every day. And obviously I wasn't going to do that for Minden. No. So um, I moved to, um, I rented a room um, just off of people down the road from Wigamog and lived there. Um, so I worked all summer to, you know, buy, save up enough money to buy myself a car and do all of that. And then when I went back home at the very end of summer, I decided that wasn't up. That <laughs> wasn't a good fit either. Mm-hmm. So I, I left home then. Um, so I've been on my own since I was j- literally just after my 17th birthday, a couple weeks. I think wow. it was two weeks, a week after my 17th birthday, I moved out. Um, yeah, lived in a little cabin in the Blair Hampton. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, which actually was is some of my best memories and was where I really where actually I probably really found the drive, the drive to wake up, the drive to keep going to work and keep pushing. Um, so I worked throughout high school and university. In university, I worked um, at one of the pubs on campus um, serving, and I worked at the resorts up here um, on the weekends mm-hmm. and every other weekend down there. Um, and then I decided um, one summer coming home, I was like, I'm so done. I'm done with waitressing. You know, I don't want to work minimum wage. What am I going to do? Mm-hmm. So I thought, you know, plumbing, <laughs> coming from, because <laughs> yeah. why not? That's a great fit. Um, coming from a family of plumbers, <laughs> you know, my grandfather and my father, um, I decided that I would do that with my brother-in-law, actually, and um, have the scars on my legs to prove it from the soldering copper pipe. <laughs> there was no pecs back then. <laughs> so, oh, my gosh. Um, so, yeah, I did that. Um, and in the process of that, just, you know, plumbing to make a little bit better money. I mm-hmm. learned a lot. I got to work in the trade, um, which was pretty cool. Um, and I obviously earned a little more of the minimum wage, which mm-hmm. is also great. And yeah, that's that's kind of where that, what I did. But I, I worked two jobs at all times, all through um, one job in high school and two throughout my entire university to, to get myself through and pay my way and mm-hmm. Thank God for credit cards. Right. Yeah, I know. The ones they hand you out when you're, like, approaching campus. Yep, yep. Picked up three of those on day one. Uh, (laughs) But it was my 
you know, I, I went to university and I went in and, and one of the comments made to me before going to university was, why are you doing that? Why can't you just go to college? Right? Why it's so much cheaper. And I'm like, because it's not what I want to do and it's not going to get me to where I want to go. Mm-hmm. I know I need a greater education. I know this is the path I want to take. So mm-hmm. I found a way. and But that way meant busting my ass. And that way meant not living the campus life. And that way meant not partying like the others. But at the end of the day, that's not what it's about. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Definitely. And it's it's interesting, too, that even with the drive that you had in university and falling short, that there was still such a link between that plumbing job and what you're doing now. I know. It's weird, it's right? It's incredible. It's Everything lines up for a reason. I know. It totally does. I always say, you know, honestly, if my, my grandfather, my dad's dad, um, was around, I feel he'd be <laughs> pretty shocked, probably. Yeah. <laughs> you know, of all the, the boys in the family. <laughs> um, and yet, I'm the one still in the industry and, you know, picking up a bit of where he left off. I mean, mm-hmm. he had a small plumbing supply company um, when I was in my childhood and um, had installers and, and did the service work and all of that. So, yeah, mm-hmm. it's crazy how, yeah, even from, it's like it's in my blood. It's yeah. weird. Yeah. I, I can understand that. Yeah. It's like innate. Yeah. Having worked so closely with entrepreneurs, when you were about 22, 23 years old, you had a bit of another mm-hmm. pivot point. Can you speak to that? Did. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I had the opportunity to work with an incredible entrepreneur locally, mm-hmm. um, makes a really great product, um, a freeze protection product actually for water pipes. Mm-hmm. And I learned a lot and I am forever grateful actually for, for, for that person he inspired me to and showed me what an entrepreneur really is mm-hmm. and i didn't know i was i but yet i immediately had these instinctive marketing gifts i would say i just somehow could see a way could saw a bigger picture i could see the big picture and mm-hmm. i knew i could also most people most people can see the big picture um, or they focus on the details. Mm-hmm. Most people ac- actually can't connect both. Like, um, whereas I'm pretty visionary in seeing this huge big blue sky and everything I want in it, but I can actually also picture the steps and the fine details, even the intricacies of what it takes to get to those without being swallowed up by them. Without You can get so lost in, in the work and the job and the details of everything, but I know where I want to get to at the end. And I, I've had that, and I didn't really know that until working there, that I had this cool. ability to see that and see and identify market needs and opportunities and then what it what it would take to, to get to them and grab a hold of them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then along that journey, you had a pretty sweet opportunity to start working alongside a company from New Zealand. I did. Yeah. Yeah. That um, New Zealand holds a pretty big piece of my heart um, in a lot of ways. I mm-hmm. um, My company, Why Products, is actually named after um, a word in the New Zealand Maori tribe. Why means water. And it's also to me an, an acronym for water and irrigation, which are the products that we um, that we distribute um, and, and sell. Um, so yeah, I had the opportunity to work with this, um, I'd worked alongside this company, um, helping them to, you know, create products for the North American market. And, um, I was given the opportunity to be their market development and business consultant for that for a number of years. And shortly into that 
although at the time presented what I thought was this huge life challenge, was another pivot point where, you know, I was told it's like, if you, if you really want to stay in this game, Brandy, we've grown, you've grown it this far. We no longer want to employ you. You're going to have to put some skin in the game. And, uh, you need, if you want to stay in this, you have two weeks to decide if you, this is a call I got on my birthday, um, that year after building, you know, we just built our new home. I've got a two and a half year old son and I'm told you want to stay in this, then you need to invest and you need to be a distributor, no longer an employee. So I went out and gung-ho, signed up. (laughs) So I went all in. That's when you make the jump. I took the leap. Um, And you know what? I didn't, I remember being so upset by that phone call, but at the end of the day, I ultimately knew that that's what I wanted in the end. Anyways, it was just happening not on my time frame. Mm-hmm. That was my five-year goal, and it was happening in two. So, yeah, fast. So, really fast. So, I incorporated Y Products in November of 2010. Mm-hmm. Um, Which meant that you were the sole distributor in Canada. Right, exactly. Yep, so I gained exclusivity at that time. I positioned myself and my company, and we started from there. Um, and in doing so, I also knew at that time, it was, you know, I, I, I thought, I can't possibly do this successfully on one thing. And, you know, a lot of people will tell you focus on one thing. And I would say I'm challenged. I'm challenged to do that. I'm a person that wants a whole lot in my basket, not one thing in my basket. Mm -hmm. So, um, and I'm a multitasker, like nobody's business. So I reached out to a few contacts thinking, what else could I possibly do? What else can I toss in this basket? You know, we can't focus on, make this on one thing. I want, if I'm going to do it, I'm go big or go home, which Mm -hmm. is what I do with everything in my Mm -hmm. life. So, um, I aligned myself with a great irrigation manufacturer, um, based out of Utah and I started distributing their products as well. And then the ball just started to roll. We, you know, um, I was on the road daily trying to source customers and building the business from there. And two, two years later, I, I ended up winning. Um, I was awarded the largest, um, their largest Canadian distributor um, wow. for this irrigation company. And things were moving along um, somewhat well with the, moving well basically with the, um, with the other New Zealand company as well. So, yeah. That's really great. Yeah. It just, it's crazy. You know, it's funny. You do all of this work. Mm -hmm. And I say this today where I'm like, I'm like, how, like, I don't even understand what's happening. How, why, you know, like the, the orders just keep coming in or this just keep, but I, it's almost like I've repressed (laughs) how much work Mm -hmm. and effort and money I've invested to get it to this point. It didn't happen overnight. Yeah. I'm nine, almost 10 years into this venture, Mm -hmm. right? This wasn't, this didn't happen by luck, by chance. This, has happened because I built it. Yeah. And you really need to be proud of that. I know. I know. You do. Well, we'll get into that definitely yeah. about, you know, some of those limiting beliefs of others. But, yeah. But be proud. You know, I'm um, working on that. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know you are. When, uh, when you mentioned too that, you know, November 2010, you know, you've finally, why products is a thing, mm-hmm. right? And it's incorporated. Did you ever picture that it would be what it is today? I did. You did. Totally. And, and you obviously still have even bigger I picture goals. that it will be more. Yeah. yeah. 
I, uh, yeah. We can give a shout out to Rachel Hollis because uh, yep. of the like men <laughs> yeah. for more, made for more, like always picturing bigger and going for it. hundred yeah. percent. I continue to read her books. I'm on my third time reading Girl Stop Apologizing. And yeah. one of my girlfriends, my best friend, Air says, she's like, oh my God, Bran, this is like, you're writing this book. This is your book. I'm like, I know, right? This is so yeah. everything, I, everything I'm challenged with, everything I say, everything I did, this is it. And she reminds me, why and honestly I've got so many highlight thing highlighted pieces of that where I'm like I just keep going back to them Mm -hmm. like I I have I've even in these notes I wrote down before coming to I'm like one of the things she said um that I read a lot is ambition looks like you living in a way others won't so that you will have a life others can't Mm -hmm. but you know what it's so discounted it is not by you Mm -hmm. but it's discounted by those around you that Mm -hmm. can't visualize or can't bring themselves to even imagine what those steps would be right it's incredible people you know and we don't as I've said to you I don't say much about what the business is what it does and whatever and and you know but what's incredible is that in little Halliburton we're here um aligned with companies all over the world with Australia New Zealand Malaysia the United States, Canada, and all these incredible manufacturers. And we bring this gift of being able to pioneer and market their products into a market space that that they can't or they aren't, right? Mm-hmm. And they need help with. And, and not only that, I mean, we are securing these things like, you know, we were able to secure accounts and we sell these products into every major retail chain in this country, mm-hmm. every single one of them. So... We brought a product into the market, we launched it, and we secured every major retailer in this little town, and nobody knows a thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's like the underlying magic. Yeah. Yeah. Which we love. I mean, that's the idea about being here, right? It's incredible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When it comes to drive, you know, even even hearing about that innate sort of drive and motivation that you've, you know, that you have, clearly, mm-hmm. you've had that since day one? I think I feel like my parents, my mom and dad, would both definitely say I have been mm-hmm. that kid from day one. I'm, um, I've always been, I've always had this weird. I, I can't, to be honest, I can't really. I, I have trouble explaining what it is and what it, and it is something literally inside of me. Like it is like on fire inside of me. It's an unnatural thing. I think this unnatural drive to want more, to need more, to strive for more, to be better. But it better. might be unnatural maybe to others, but it's it's you. Right. It's not unnatural to me. And yeah. I actually, so where I feel unnatural is when I have to explain it. Right. Or when someone questions it. Or when when a comment is made mm-hmm. and I'm thinking that, that that wasn't normal, but it was so natural and normal to me to just do it and live right. that way. Yeah. I feel like there is this, incredible passion to to be to be successful but to be my ultimate self to be my most authentic self and I have this this incredible feeling like when I'm able to break a barrier when I'm able to push through something it's like it's like fireworks go off inside of Mm -hmm. me like this insane physiological psychological feeling of of, of raising the bar. I mm-hmm. did it and I want to do it again. And, and you're I'm, doing it for you. Right. And I want to keep doing it. Yeah. I'm doing it for me and I'm doing it for the things that I didn't love and the challenges I've had to try and ensure that my family, my kids, 
the people that work with me don't have those challenges too, to mm-hmm. just keep pushing it. And women too. I'm in a male dominated industry and I'm young and I'm female and I'm blonde and those things aren't on my side. Mm-hmm. So I'm doing it for them too. Yeah. Good <laughs> for you. Yeah. What are some limiting um, limiting beliefs that others may have about you or some hurtful things that people have said or even speaking to why can't you just you know as a, yeah. as a very limiting way to start a comment yeah so um, I one of the things the biggest thing I would say is that that drive a lot of times that drive a lot of times is taken as me never being satisfied Mm-hmm. So I hear that a lot. You're never satisfied. And I've heard that from my childhood. You're never satisfied from adult, from everything I do, <laughs> from friends, from family, from my husband. You're never satisfied. And the thing is, is that it's not, it's not that I'm not satisfied. That's not the right, that's not the word. Just because I'm driven to want more, to need more, to feel more, doesn't mean I'm not happy and satisfied with what I have. Or that I'm not grateful. And I think that I think that it comes across as being selfish and ungrateful when in fact it's the opposite. Mm-hmm. I'm driving for more to provide more, mm-hmm. to do more, to I, I want to do things that, you know, I said to you, one of the things that grounds me, creating a memory. I want to do those things because they are more, mm-hmm. right? For sure. Um, but sometimes hearing the things, this is where I could get a little tricky. <laughs> it's like, mm-hmm. So... Some of the comments and it's and I and I know that these comments come from the best place in their hearts and I also know that it comes from I know that ignorance sounds like a, a not nice word, but an ignorance in the sense that they don't get it, they don't understand it, they don't feel it, so they mm-hmm. don't They're just completely unaware. Right, unaware. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like when I'm told to slow down, why don't you why why don't you just stop? Or do your boys even know who you are anymore? Or it's a wonder your boys even know what you look like. And the comments, it must be nice. It must be nice that you have a husband who lets you work and travel so much. It must be nice to have the flexibility with your time, thinking that I must have some flexibility I'm unaware of mm-hmm. and so much time. Um, must be nice to have a nice home or anything like that. Like, I get the comments like, you're crazy. I don't even know how you do it. Or why can't you just be like someone? Why can't you just be like everyone else? Why can't you just plan your wedding like this? Why can't, there's there's always a why can't you just, or can't you just stop? Can't you just say no? And what they don't understand is that, no, I actually can't. And if you truly wanted me to, then you actually don't love the truth the authentic person that you don't love the person I am and you will never support that person that I am. And if you truly loved and cared for me, you wouldn't ask me, you wouldn't want me to do those things. Mm -hmm. You wouldn't tell me to slow down, Mm -hmm. right? You tell me to take care of myself, but you wouldn't tell me to stop. Yeah. Right. But I know where I'm. And again, Rachel Hollis, thank you for reminding me about looking at their side and them seeing me running rapid and wearing myself out and sometimes the medical things that come along with those things, you know, I've developed ulcerative colitis and that has a lot to do with stress, right? Um, 
So I know that they're saying those things sometimes, <laughs> I'd like to think, mm-hmm. out of the goodness of their heart. But at the same time, I, I wish that those things hurt me right to the bone. They really do. And I hold on to them. Mm-hmm. But sometimes I hold on to them and remind myself to redirect them and to be the fuel that lights my fire. Mm-hmm. To continue to drive me, to prove to myself that I set a goal and I will do what it takes to reach it. Mm-hmm. And I have the ability to choose my path, right? Mm-hmm. And so I want them to support my path. I want them to say more like, that's so incredible that you, you know, you're showing up for your, you're showing, you're doing everything you can to show up for your kids. And you're doing everything you can to show up for yourself. And you're doing everything you can to show up for your family. You're doing everything you can to show up for your suppliers, for your customers, for your friends, for all of it. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Absolutely. It's, it's a, the comments get to be pretty wild. <laughs> but I think too, you'd need to keep reminding yourself that the biggest game changers in the world, mm-hmm. regardless of gender, mm-hmm. aren't the ones who stopped. Right. They kept going. Right. And it's that resilience, just rising through that. For sure. For sure. And it's finding the finding the things that remind me of why why to to hold on to being that resilient mm-hmm. and and why I feel like sometimes you know, one of my um someone said to me the other day, a, a friend um that works with me, um, said, You have a gift, Brandy. Don't let anyone tell you that they don't understand it, so they can't support it. Mm-hmm. But it's their own insecurity that is that is preventing them from supporting you with yep. it. So don't don't allow anyone to diminish that for you and remove that gift. Not everybody has that. Mm-hmm. So just everybody has their own gift. This is yours. Mm-hmm. So keep, keep going. It stoked. Keep yeah. it going. Right. Yeah. yeah. That's that's great. When it comes to mom guilt, wife guilt, work guilt, you know, those are things, Mm -hmm. those are real. Those are definitely real. How do those show up in your life? Um, they show up a lot. (laughs) They show up, they show up daily. Um, they show up with those comments and you know, what's funny is that people think, sometimes they think they're saying those comments and they're just underhanded, not, there isn't, they, I don't even think there really is a meaning behind it. They say it, and, and my husband being one of them, it doesn't even realize the impact of what that comment maybe had on me mm-hmm. in that moment to go, I'm really trying here. So I don't, you know, like, um, but as little as, and there's, there's every piece of it, the mom guilt of perfect example, you know, I couldn't, and I want to do it, but I couldn't, I couldn't be on um, my son's school trip. You know, I have to travel. And so I'm missing it. So what do I do? I book another day. I take another day. I find another time, another way. But don't think that still on that day, I won't feel guilty. Because I will. I do. If I go and I decide, you know, I have to get my hair done and I'm traveling so much and I can't make my hair appointment other than in the middle of the normal work day on a day that I'm supposed to be in my office... I feel guilty and I will literally go and take my work with me. I can speak to that <laughs> because I remember sitting at home once getting my hair done and you were on a conference call right. with a stack of books on your lap. Right. And it was endless. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's how I roll. Like, yeah. Yeah. And that's and that's a piece of the balance too, right? Mm-hmm. But I think it's like people think, oh, it's so, you know, it's flexible. She's got her hair done. She's got this together. No, she doesn't. Mm-hmm. She's running a million miles a minute 
multitasking and and a lot of and a lot of that stems from a lot of guilt. Well, having a business that's worth over a million dollars, it takes the work and it takes the time and it takes that consistency. Totally. And you've built that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. It's incredible. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. So a typical day, what would a typical day look like for your family? Let's say during the school year. Right. So like a typical day... As in, like when I'm here, like when I'm in the country, yeah. like when <laughs> I talk to that too. When, I, when I'm in the country, when I'm in the town, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So I mean, a typical day um, on the days that I'm here, I guess, in town when I'm home, I try to plan my trip days on days that maybe my kids don't have a lot of extracurricular stuff mm-hmm. going on. Um, so a typical day, I usually get up um, sometime between five thirty and six. Um, get myself ready. I usually listen to the odd podcast mm-hmm. while I'm doing my makeup in the morning. It's kind of my time. Yep. Um, enjoying my tea, listening to my podcast, taking my time, doing my makeup, um, having my shower. And then I get right into getting, you know, I try to get up and get ready before my kids are up um, so that I can do the stuff with them um, for the most part. And for the listeners, you've got an 11-year-old and a 5-year-old. Yes. Two insanely crazy busy boys. Very <laughs> active busy boys. Very opposite busy boys. Yeah. Um, Beckham and Maddox. They, yeah, they keep me moving for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so I try to get ready for the most part before they do during the week anyways, mm-hmm. before school. Um, and then, you know, I get them off on the bus uh, around quarter after eight and then I go straight to work usually. Um they get home um, around four, um, so then I, I usually um, get them their snacks, and then we're usually off somewhere. If it's base, rep, baseball, rep, hockey, um, ball hockey, whatever it might be, there's always a sport, always somewhere to be. Mm-hmm. Um, so we go do that, and then um, most most times, a lot of the time when I'm here, um, I have to work at night because I'm traveling so much, it's hard to get a lot of my work done when I'm traveling. So um, after the kids go to bed, I usually go downstairs and I work for a couple of hours, um, most nights, at least two or three a week mm-hmm. usually, um, and then start it all over again. <laughs> yeah. You said something earlier about even when you're booking your flights, you're very conscious of booking your flights so that you can be home. Yeah. I really try as hard as I can, depending on where I'm going, to make sure that I can book my flights so that I can get the boys sorted in the morning and then get off to work do my work, come back, and then I'll try to come home, you know, the next night or whatever. And I try not to be away for more than two nights at a time. Mm -hmm. um, So that, and then time, the night I do come home, I usually trek home. You know, last week I had a trip to Atlanta. It was down and back. I got home at 2.30 in the morning. So, and you know, you're on. And when you're away, um, it's not a holiday. I think people are like, oh, it's so great. You know, you get to travel and whatever. And it's like, yeah. Do you know I've been to Boston six times this year and I've never been downtown? <laughs> Do you know? Wow. Yeah. I've never, people talk about, you know, all the paths and I'm like, really? So I'm not actually alive. I've been downtown for dinner. Um, that was a four hour dinner. So right. that didn't, so I didn't get to do any of that. So I really try to, it's not a, it, it's a, it's a go all out. I'm like I said, I'm a go big or go home. And when I'm, I'm there, I'm focused, I do the work. And a lot of the times, yeah, we go out for dinners and sometimes we get to go to a baseball game or whatever, but you are on at all times. Mm -hmm. You're, 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 
bouncing back and forth from the after the main work hours and the hard meetings and whatever to dinner that goes bounces back and forth from personal to business and back and forth and back and forth because you're you're trying to build a connection and a relationship at the same time as as work as doing doing your job right Mm -hmm. so yeah and then I I trek back home um and sometimes I get back home and I'm I'm wiped I'm done I'm I'm tired and that's the guilt right there the mom guilt hits Mm -hmm. and the wife guilt hits super strong yeah because I don't get to be tired there's no time to be tired because I wake up in the morning to a five-year-old that is has missed me for the last two nights and is out of routine and you know just wants to see his mom and wants me to drive him to school which will take another half an hour out of my day my work day right Mm -hmm. but that's all he wants and so he's by my bed in the morning and that's you just keep going Mm -hmm. yeah yeah definitely working in a male dominant industry Mm -hmm. I can imagine that there's um, some pretty offside comments or probably bullying, yeah. uh, awkward situations. Can you talk to that a little bit? Yeah, for sure. Um, it's, um, you know, it's funny. I, right from day one, there's been a lot of that. And, and I think some people, some people think that, that making the comment like, oh, well, it, you know, it must be easier for you and that everyone will want to talk to you or whatever. And in fact, it's the opposite. And it's funny because even that comment alone is offside, mm-hmm. right? Or it's like, um, you know, we used to make it, we made a joke eventually with with um, one of my sales guys that um, he's the eye candy in the booth. <laughs> it's like, so he would say that, oh no, I'm just here as the eye candy. If you actually really want to know something, you've got to talk to Brandy. <laughs> So we laughed about it because it's amazing how they won't even approach the booth half the time, like, or approach me first. Mm-hmm. If I'm standing and there's, if there's one and one, they will talk to him every time, mm-hmm. right? So I really... And do they know that you're the everything of the business? No. Not, do not, you share that with no, them? No, I don't. And in most cases, I don't. And actually, it's funny. I, I loved that about um, with Kelly, this the sales, um, this the guy that worked with me. Um, he was really great at that. He would always say that, and oddly, it made me feel uncomfortable when he when he would. But he was always he he would joke about you know being the eye candy or whatever. He would joke about um, well, no, Brandy actually is the CEO. And and I actually said to him at one point. Like, I actually don't know if I feel comfortable when you introduce me like that. Like, do you have to say that? And he's like, I do. You do. Brandy, you are, you need to say that. You are. And I was like, well. Like. Okay, so I'm going to pause you right there because <laughs> yeah. you were telling me because you weren't feeling 100%. Yeah. Um, and this is also, I know we keep talking about Rachel Hollis, but yeah. she is so awesome. Yeah. And she writes so well and has so many great messages. Mm-hmm. And um, about that ownership of success. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. So you were at Emerge right. the other night and you yeah. were talking about, you know, what potential stresses could be in your life and then the doctor asked you what you do right and what was your answer my I can't I actually I, I I can't even believe it I said it I can I say it all the time but I I my answer was oh not it's nothing really like I just um I just do like sales and marketing and I just I travel a lot that was my answer. Completely discounted the whole business consultant yeah. for market development, CEO, founder. Yep. Sure did. Yeah. <laughs> and I caught myself. I knew when I did it and I could hear Rachel Hollis in the back of my head. And like, I'm like, why can't I just 
own that? Why did what what did I feel? Why did I feel uncomfortable in it's that those moment? Deep down limiting factors. I know. Right? It is limiting it, beliefs. Hundred percent. It is, and it's hard because I know I recognize them mm-hmm. and I caught it, but and hopefully next time I won't. But um, it it is it is those things, and that's the crazy thing about when those people make those comments and those things, they don't realize what that is and and I don't I don't share I said this to you you know I don't share a lot about my business or what I do or where I am and you know I've been sharing a bit more about my travel and things like that just because it's fun and it's cool and people get to see pictures of other parts of the world and it's an experience for me which I love um but I don't share a lot of it and I don't I'm I said as I said to you I'm not 100% sure why but I don't because they don't they don't support it or they don't appreciate it or understand it understand it and yeah. so i just don't bother mm-hmm. and people in general if they're interested in something they're going to ask questions about it or right. or express that interest that's right? exactly that's exactly how i feel if they really wanted yeah. to know more they would ask if they really were intrigued by what i'm doing and wanted to support it and were excited for me and happy for my family and mm-hmm. what we're doing and what i'm providing or working to provide then they would ask but they don't Mm -hmm. so that's so just keep doing you right that's that's on them that's not on me and you know I we just keep moving forward it doesn't stop me but in those moments when I say that obviously there's a piece that's pausing me in in the back but Mm -hmm. yeah yeah can you speak a bit about some positives of entrepreneurship sure um because clearly you've you've really, even though you had some sort of a foundation that was set with some of the experiences that you had after university, you know, you've really built Y products from the ground up. Right. Yeah. So you've had, you've had so much of a say in how this business has been shaped and the atmosphere and the marketing and everything. So definitely. Um, yeah. I mean, to me, being an entrepreneur, I think like there's you know, I wrote down, I've been like, there's a few different definitions, you know, but to me, I think, um, it's kind of a balance of intelligence, motivation, um, passion, emotion. I I think, I think it's some of those things. And the biggest piece for me, um, being an entrepreneur means that I'm working, I'm working within my passion every day. I'm, I'm driven to to create. I'm driven to pioneer, to be a hunter, to pave a path, right? To find my own path, to make my own path, to to build my empire, to um, you know, as I said to you earlier, the difference between like being passionate and working and living your life with passion. And to me, being an entrepreneur is allowing me to build my life with passion. Um, I don't. I don't know if everybody who is in business is an entrepreneur. I don't I don't think I could say that they are. There are a lot of people who want to work in their business, not on their business, you know, things like that. I, I'm the opposite. Um, so I think that it's having the having the ability to to find a way and to find what what deep down actually motivates and drives you. If you can find that peace, mm-hmm. you can be an entrepreneur of anything. Mm-hmm. You, if you have the ability to take that piece and then turn it into creating something 
And by creating something, you are assuming an incredible amount of risk. And you grab a hold of that risk with everything you have and pour every ounce of everything you have into turning that risk into something great, Mm -hmm. into success. That's being an entrepreneur. I don't, there's no other way, I don't like to own it. And that's what it is to me. That's how I feel. So that just made me think of the word luck and lucky and how so many people <laughs> could easily say to you you're so lucky or you know the must be nices or you're, you're yeah. so lucky so how does that resonate with you I hate that word <laughs> I know <laughs> I'm like to my soul I hate the word luck I in most everyday fun things I'm unlucky let me tell you uh-huh. if there's going to be a ticket to be had or something to be lost or I'm that person I'm unlucky mm-hmm. um but I hate that that people actually, if people actually, it's been said to me, oh, you're so lucky you have that, or you're so lucky that, you know, that, that this business has worked out this way. Really? Let me tell you, not one piece of this is luck. It, the only piece, there is a piece of an opportunity is presented, and I had the guts to reach for it and mm-hmm. to jump off the side of an effing cliff for it yeah that's not luck Mm -hmm. that's taking opportunity and embracing every ounce of it that's not i it's building this and doing this is hard work it's determination luck could be seen as right time right place no you can be in a lot of places at the right time but you didn't embrace it and you didn't take the opportunity you didn't take the opportunity exactly Mm -hmm. For sure. They're presented all over the place. And I can tell you, there are opportunities that I have not embraced. There are times when I am not on my game and I don't jump at it. And I go after, I, sh- I missed it. I sh- why did I miss that? Why did I pause, right? But there's there's a moment in embracing the pause too, as I said to you, which I've learned. I, I was never a pauser and now I pause a bit better. But if the universe is tossing something your way, you engage it. That's not luck. Engaging it isn't luck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. No, that's a that's incredible. I agree that if an opportunity is presented to you, you have the option. Are you going to run with it and jump into that risk right. or let it go? Right. And sometimes, sometimes people think luck is because an opportunity is presented to you. And it's not even sometimes the opportunity is presented. Maybe it's the fact that you see you see a gap you can identify a gap in a market in a product in a you know in in what the company they could be a multi-billion dollar company and there is a gap in between what they have what they're able to sell and how they sell it or between how they sell it and how they market it there are gaps all over the place so it's finding the opportunities too so sometimes they don't They don't just present and go, here's a little nugget for you. Mm -hmm. You have to dig it out. You have to find it. You have to work to get to that point. And it can take months or years before something, before all of the work. You know, like I said to you earlier, sometimes I feel like it's like, how is this just happening? Well, it's happening because I did the hard work. That's right. (laughs) That's right. For people that are interested, for listeners that are interested, give us a basics on what why products are. Right. So we basically, we're evolving right now, as is every business that's growing. And Mm -hmm. you should, uh, that's, you know, one thing too, I should say, is about change. 
I'm, I'm that strange person that actually really embraces change. I love change. And, and if you're constantly changing and evolving and growing, um, there's so much fun in that and yet so much challenge. So what Y set out to be is not necessarily what it is today. And I don't think it's what it's going to be in the next two years, five years, 10 years. Mm -hmm. And that's what I love. Yeah, I have this big vision and this big goal. But I think sometimes, you know, the path, the fork in the road is taking me a different way. And right now it's doing that. And I'm super excited about the path I'm on right now to changing. Um, but today we are basically um, distributors and sales representatives for new innovative products that um, service the irrigation, landscape lighting, and water supply markets. So I basically find new innovative products out there that other people have created in most cases or developed that need to, that haven't reached the North American market. There are incredible technologies in New Zealand, Australia, Malaysia, Italy, all over the world, right? Europe and North, in North America, we are so behind and so traditional in so many of our practices mm -hmm. in what we do, especially in the plumbing and lighting industries. That's where I fit. Um, that we're holding, we're holding the market and the consumer back from greater things. And so my goal is to find those new and innovative products and help those companies bring them to North America and launch and, and become successful. Right, and, and the products that you are helping distribute are found everywhere? In like all of our stores around here or? Yeah, they are. So um, a, most of the, a big part of the range is sold. Um, so a lot of the products we, we have, imported, have imported in the past and some we still do, some we are, are just sales representatives for, um, come from um, New Zealand and Australia, mm -hmm. mostly from New Zealand. And they're sold in all of the major retail chains. You get Home Depot, Lowe's, Canadian Tire, Home Hardware, um, all of them. That's awesome. Yeah. And then the other half, you know, the irrigation and landscape lighting products, we sell to the contractor, to the trade, to the installer. Well, because they definitely go hand in hand. For sure. Yep. And we have um, an online store. We do some online business as well. Um, so we service the consumer. Um, even the landscape lighting, as I, as I launched into that piece, which again evolved from the irrigation contractor saying, well, why don't you do this? You should get into this. I took a few courses and now I design landscape lighting. I love that piece. It's probably mm -hmm. the most feminine thing that I do. Yeah. Um, but I love, you know, I'll go on site and design a beautiful landscape lighting for, you know, outside lighting. Very cool. Yeah, it's cool. That would be a neat component of it too. It is. It's That's fun. again, that visionary component for it you, right? It is the visionary piece. Yeah. yeah, for sure. And it's immediate gratification when you can see the space come together. Mm -hmm. And yeah, and there, I mean, people are doing a lot with, obviously with landscape and outdoor spaces now, there's a mm -hmm. huge, you know, investment into living and being and enjoying your outdoor space. So landscape lighting helps you do that for sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm super keen one day on having a beautiful outdoor space. Yeah. And a screen import so I can avoid these fucking mosquitoes. <laughs> yeah. Are they awful? I know. Brutal. They're so bad. Yeah. When it, you know, you've got so much on your plate at all times. Um, and, you know, even just talking about that work guilt of, you know, you need to get your hair done or your nails done or something yeah. like that. And if you book an appointment during the day, you know, that feels, you're, you're guilty about that. Right. But how, what does self-care look like for you, to you? What does it look like, feel like, taste like? Right. In your life. So I think, um, 
self-care and balance are probably two things that I'm challenged I would say I'm challenged with um Mm -hmm. I work hard and I have to really remind myself for them but in the moments that I have them I embrace them like you've never seen Mm -hmm. so for me um honestly it's a balance of things like um fitness um I used to run a lot more than I do currently but um, running helps me do that Um, fitness classes I'm a pretty competitive um, person in as well as social so if I can do anything that combines the two I'm happy Um, so I love I love doing that Um, anything physically that I can do that just immediately relieves stress I'm in for but honestly um, I do a lot with I read a lot in terms of quotes and inspiration listening to the podcast the they bring me back down to a ground and they and they let me reset my focus. Mm-hmm. I call them I have reset days where it could just be a Sunday afternoon in the boat with my friends and my family. Those days actually fuel me and nobody really knows that that's what they do. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes it's a work day and I've gone to an incredible meeting with a the largest retail chain in, you know, North America and I feel so challenged and inspired that that actually brings me back to reminding me why to do it. Um, Those reset days are are super important, but also, and this is a bit silly, but embracing the chaos actually grounds me a bit. So just being aware of everything that's going on around you? So I, being aware of it and going, you know what? I'm not stressing over it. It doesn't, And I think my life to some other people is far more stressful to them than it is to me. Well, yeah. And that's that's the thing, too. That's where the the difference in realities for different people. Right. And what they feel is stress is not necessarily what I feel is stress. And and vice versa. Right. Exactly. What I can manage is what they can manage. And, And there are some things that I would find so stressful and not able to manage that I watch... Some of my friends or closest people, you know, go through and I'm like, I could never do that, Mm -hmm. right? But I think that I also remind myself that when I'm starting to feel like this is a lot, this is too much, I try to remind myself, this is Mm short-lived and this is my time and I have the ability to embrace it, nail it, move past it. When I need to take the break, I take the break. I, you know, I also said, I'm a go big or go home. I am, I am a work hard, play hard to the extreme. Mm-hmm. Um, so those work hard, play hard days. Yeah. You know, we just took a four day trip with a bunch of friends to celebrate 40th birthdays in Nashville and, and it was crazy. And I came back so tired, but it was four of the best days of my life. I will do absolutely anything that creates a memory. So that what keeps me grounded and, or my self care or what keeps me fresh, doing the things that create the memories, that create the happiness and the things that I know I will look back at and be proud of and remember and that I want the people closest to me to remember with me. Mm -hmm. I don't want, even my kids, I don't want my kids, I want my kids to know and think, yeah, my mom works hard. Mm -hmm. You know, I want them, but at the same time, I also want them to say, my mom took me for a 15K bike ride. Right. Yeah, I know. Now, to dad's job site. He hated me for it. But yeah. in the end, five years from now, yeah. You know, it. or my mom made me go on these roller coasters and push me outside of my comfort zone. And those those memories at the same time 
come at the cost sometimes of my mom works hard, right? Mm -hmm. You know, I actually, um, Beckham said not that long ago, I went, I took the day, uh, two days actually, and went to this, um, um, what was it? It's called Yearly. Right? Oh, yeah. So I went to Yearly this year for the first time. With, it's so fun. Right. With yeah. Beck. It was a great experience. And of course, I have two boys, right? So I get into a cabin with girls. I'm like, I'm the girliest girl. So for me, I'm like, this is fantastic. I brought nail polish. I brought a last, I braided their hair. Like everybody, <laughs> all the girls went into the room like, oh my gosh, Becca, look at my, your mom braided Aww. my hair. I was like, I was in heaven with this like night with the girls. But at the same time, we were out doing this one thing, this one activity, and we were ta- and the kids are all talking. And and Beckham actually made a comment about, oh yeah, my mom just works all the time. She's just always always down working on her computer all the time. And it hurt me. Mm-hmm. I was upset. And so I talked to Beck about it in the car after, and I said, dude, I hope you know that me working hard in those late nights meant that I could come do this with you today, right? Mm-hmm. And and he's like, I know, I know. And I said, well, I, I need you to know why I'm working so hard. And I said, dude, like you, we love, you know, going out in the boat and we love going on a vacation every year. Or we love, you love, you know, going to get whatever you need for back to school or you love playing hockey all over the place and you love that new hockey stick and all of these things and not to create it's it's a, there's a balance there not creating guilt for my child but mm-hmm. at the same time making him aware that without that hard work those things don't exist mm-hmm. so if you want this if you enjoy this lifestyle you're having right now mm-hmm. then you have to support the person who's helping create and give you that yep and who's setting you up to create your own lifestyle just like it or better mm-hmm. right i think too not i'm a not a parent obviously mm-hmm. but i do work with kids and i think that there is um, such an importance in modeling that gratitude. Right. Right. Because modeling that gratitude is ultimately teaching that lesson of I am grateful for. Right. And then being able to name the things in their life right. that they might not have otherwise. Right. And that could be as simple as food on the table. For sure. And we say simple as food on the table, but for other people, that's mm-hmm. the lottery. Right. Right. I walked away from that yearly experience and I actually, I reached out to the teacher and I was in tears after driving back home. We get off the bus, get in the truck together. And, and I had this conversation with him and I said to him, I said, dude, I hope you know how fortunate you are. Mm-hmm. I said, buddy, there were kids up there that came up there for two days in the cold that did not have boots, that did not have coats, that did not have the lunch. The only one day they had to pack food for, they didn't have it. You know, I lent out my spare clothes. Like, that broke my heart. Mm -hmm. And I said, you are so fortunate, buddy. You don't have to do those things. Like, Mm -hmm. but you don't have to face those things because we work so stinking hard to make sure you don't. Mm -hmm. I'm doing this for you, too. Like, this is... They'll see that. I hope so. They will will see that. I hope. You know, and especially, too, with that consistency and that work-life balance that you're managing. Right. Right. And I said to you, I showed you earlier, you know, you said about those things that help me. Your why. My why. And... I've got on my on my screensaver on my watch right now and my phone is this little letter from Maddox that was there on my desk when I got back and just just nothing. This is my five-year-old learning how to print and I've got this little note that says to mom, to from mom from Maddox West Reynolds, I love mom. And he's got three little hearts all over the page. And that's it, right? That's that's the why. And that's 
that's taking the piece that hurts your heart Mm -hmm. and driving it into something that makes you more. Mm -hmm. Like I could sit at home and go, you know what? This is hurting my kids that I'm traveling. Mm -hmm. It's, it's hard for them when I leave. It changes them emotionally. It does the, and there are some of those impacts, but at the same time, what happens and what I do in the moments that I have with them are way more important. And the fact that I get a little note like that means I'm, I'm on the right path mm-hmm. and I just have to keep pushing forward. Yeah. What words of advice would you share with a listener that might be struggling with that business endeavor that they just want to take the next leap, but something's holding them back or had they've just started into a new business endeavor and they're just not sure what their next steps are? Right. Um, I'd probably say a number of things for one, I would say you decide don't let anybody else decide. If I had listened in the past to to the naysayers, to the to the negative comments, to the criticism, I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't continue to do it. If I took the this isn't the easy path. If your goal is to take the easy path and you think everything's going to be rainbows along the way, not happening. Mm-hmm. There are challenges every day. This mm-hmm. is a roller coaster, so just hop on and enjoy the ride and embrace it and remember that the moments will pass Mm -hmm. and you'll be grateful. And with every challenge, there is a lesson in it. And I think, you know, I read you this quote sort of earlier. I said that, and this is, you will never be criticized by someone who is doing more than you. You will be criticized by someone doing less. So do more and be more and surround yourself with those people. The ones that can hold you up. The ones that hold you up. The ones that want to see you do more. The ones that want to see you succeed. And be your authentic self. Right. Because that innate drive isn't in everyone. Right. And if it's in you, honor it. For sure. And it's the hardest thing to honor when you know that other people don't understand it and you can't control it. And but at the same time, I think that that's the gift, right? And like you said, that's those are the moments. Those are the things that will... And it's... Yeah, those are the people that create great things. And those are the Rachel Hollises of the world that mm-hmm. we strive to be, right? But at the same time, it's also about you. And I think in the moments when I find myself vulnerable, like I said, or in the moments when I find myself not wanting to share or just or degrading what I have done or mm-hmm. what I am doing or, or any of that... I, that's when I actually start to, that's when I start to, you start to go backwards and you have to catch it and catch it fast and go, whoa, whoa, whoa. Just because that's what's out of somebody else's comfort zone. Exactly. And you know, things that have changed in business and I go, whoa, 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 hang on. Just because they think this won't work or just because they feel like this isn't the the right path or Mm -hmm. whatever it might be, or just because this happened and it changed my path doesn't mean that I change my goal in mm-hmm. a way, right? Like you alter it, you you have to adjust and adapt, but at the end of the day, you have to embrace it. Yeah, you don't fuel someone's limiting belief on you. For sure, for yeah. sure. Don't don't allow it. And that's that gets hard. That gets really hard. Yeah. And sometimes those limiting beliefs come from the people closest to you and that's when it's the hardest. So I honestly work so hard to surround myself and continue to, just like I did that day in grade nine, find the people who make you want to be more and do more, who you believe are better than you, 
who will support you and help you fuel that freaking fire. And that's hard to find. But when you find it, man, you yep. hold on. Hold on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you. You're welcome. Thank you so much thank for you. sharing with us and being vulnerable. We know that being <laughs> vulnerable can be tricky. And for sure. I really appreciate it. I'm really, really excited to have been a part of this. I am a huge podcast listener, so this is like, yeah. and I keep saying, it's like one of those things. I'm like, you know, I want to write a book. I want to be on a podcast. I want to do this. Well, guess like, what? You're going to be coming back. <laughs> so for my listeners, you will be hearing from Brandy again. <laughs> it's just a matter of timing. So you will be back awesome. because we're going to have a few more topics to touch on for sure. I love it. Cool. Yeah, definitely. Thank you. There you have it, guys. Another episode of the Safe Haven Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Please make sure that you subscribe, like, share these episodes, and comment as you follow along. Your generous support keeps the sharing and messages coming your way. You can find the Safe Haven Podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and on Podbean. And you can also follow along on Instagram at the Safe Haven Podcast for the latest updates. I'll talk to you next week.